welcome to Real Rap with Reynolds Teacher Talk with your host, C.J. Reynolds. And we're back. We're live. And I'm fixing things because I have a situation here. Um, hello, everyone. I don't. Uh, where's my chat? Uh, live chat. There we go. Um, so look, if you are brand new here, uh, this is Sunday Night Teacher Talk where I, I'm CJ Reynolds. I run this YouTube channel, Real Rap with Reynolds. And I like to answer questions on Sunday nights because I know that that is a time that most teachers are scared to enter the classroom the next day. So like whatever happened last week, let's talk about it. And I'm not the only one. There's tons of other awesome people on the side here like uh, Tabitha Harris and Tracy Pinter and Laura Costello and Hale's Teach and Piano Boy. And they can all answer your questions as well as we're going through this. And if you um, don't feel comfortable asking a question on here, we also have a Facebook group, Real, uh, Real Rap with Reynolds Teacher Talk on Facebook. It's a closed Facebook group, so it's private. Me or the not-so-secret wife. Can you, uh, can you show yourself? There you go. Um, <laughs> our, we'll just let you in, and then you can ask questions and people get really personal in there, and I think they get really good information. Oh, we got to handle that situation from last week, too. I want to reach out to that girl. Can I ask real quick? I haven't done this in a while, and I was just thinking of this the other day. Could you put in what state or country you are from in the comment section real quick? And this is not just for me. Um, sorry, I think I have a splinter. Um, it is for the other folks that are on here, too. Like, it might be interesting to see, like, how far this goes. So Utah... Washington State, Indiana, Indiana, two Indianas, bam, Agnes and Leah Pratt, are they hanging out? Um, Texas, Alabama, England, Tennessee, Colorado, Canada, uh, me and my friends always refer to it as Canada for some reason, I'm not really sure, uh, Vegas, Ohio, Norway, Canada, Florida, Ireland, nice, Peru, South Central Illinois, and H I think is New Hampshire, what else would it be? It's got to be New Hampshire. Yeah. All right. Um, what else? Utah, Georgia, Georgia, PA suburbs. Yeah, Kimberly Wallback. Uh, Monterey, Mexico. Yeah. Austin, Texas. Just in Austin, Texas. Chicago, Illinois. Detroit. I remember your roots there, girl. Um, Detroit suburbs. What is that? Mm, I can't pronounce it. Maricopa, Maricopa, Arizona. Awesome. We'll just go with Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, Central Illinois, Fairfax, Virginia. I love it. I love it. I love it. Long Island, New York. Uh, that was my New York accent, by the way. I met somebody um, yesterday whose father is a principal in on Long Island. Oh. Uh, Maybe it's her principal. Oh, we got it right. Look. Thanks, Alex. Appreciate it. Um, awesome. This is, look, look at this. England, Arkansas. That's cool. That's it. All right. Indie Kitty. It is CJ Reynolds. Uh, oh, yeah, Philly. Diane Boyce from Philly. Diane Boyce, do you teach in Philly? Um, coast to coast and overseas, 100%. Philly suburbs, Utah. Love it. Long live. Oh, love Long Island. Nice. Moon Township, Pennsylvania. I've never heard of that. New Hampshire. This is awesome. All right, I'm going to go back. I'll read the rest of these later because I go through and I read all the comments. So I see what everyone's up to on there. Um, 
And then eventually when we trend on this, I see all the weirdos that come in too and start saying, I don't know, yelling about Satan and other weird stuff. So uh, anything else we want to run into? This is a serious co- Oh, I left my coffee in the freezer. Oh. Can you get it for me real quick? Because it was too hot and I have sensitive lips. Oh, did someone send us stuff? Did someone send us money? No, you're messing up my stuff. Oh, sorry. I thought someone sent us money. Big fingers. Hold on, people. Sorry. Uh-oh. You know what time it is. No, it's not. Stop it's it. It's time for me to sing a song if you're not ready. Got out. it. Piano Boy's got two. All right. Piano you. Boy is asking. News update for you. I did not get the job I was asking for interview advice for. I got a second interview. I got more applications going out soon. How long did it take for you to get a teaching position you're in now? Um, Not long. Because I teach in um, schools that not – not schools, in neighborhoods that not everyone wants to teach in, right? So there's like this stigma that comes around. Um, Today is brought to you by – Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts, if you want to sponsor your boy, give me a, you know, just let me know. I'll just work for coffee. Um, I did not, so I got my, I got, oh gosh, I got every job I ever interviewed for, but two, no, no, I know, but that's what I'm trying to be real, right? This isn't like real crap with Reynolds. Um, But look, and I'm thinking, the reason I'm trying to figure that out is because I don't look good on paper. Like I went to community college for a long time. Like I was like the van. Why I should have a doctorate from community college at this point. Then I went to Rowan university and I was really unimpressive because I didn't learn how to learn in high school. Like I, I, my high school sucked. I had to relearn how to learn in college. And so I just like have never, I'm just like, even now, like some of my resume, it's like really not impressive. Like I think of YouTube as my resume. So um, I think it's who you know. The other things I would definitely do is like, if I was going into a job, I would send a personalized thank you note. I just met with some principals yesterday at a, I was at St. Joe's University in Philadelphia. Um, and they loved that idea. They thought that was like a great white space to, to go in. It's better than an email. They said, and they love when people come with questions for them. So they already have like a sense of like, uh, what school they're going to. So, so what, what admin doesn't want to feel like is that this is just another in a long line of interviews for you, that you actually want to be there, that you're actually excited. They already know that you're going to be nervous is what this one principal was saying. She's like, we have grace for that. We already know that you're nervous. But if you act like you actually want to be there, like this is the school you think is going to fit you, then that is a really big deal. So I would look into the school before going into the interview, which is something I say all the time. But that just reassured me yesterday and I thought that was a really great idea. I should have like a principal on sometime to talk about some of that stuff yes. from like a different kind of school than mine. Oh, okay. um, Helena Lee is saying, what can you suggest for data-driven lessons? Um, in, in terms of what, Helena? Like flesh that out a little bit for me and I'll, I'll answer it. So like, are you looking to collect data? Do you need to save certain kinds of data? Like is the school requiring you to have stuff like what is it is it for you or is it for the kids or is it for the school like what does that look like a little bit more um yeah and then i, I can and, answer that question. It, so i don't lessons don't always have to be data can't you do like a they have uh curriculum least measure tests like little cbms that are supposed to be really quick little tests that give you data on what you've been teaching yeah 
Side note. I only know that because the basketball just went over the fence. Our neighbors just put up a basketball hoop, and I'm waiting for the basketball to hit my window. I don't want to speak that into existence, but um, uh, so I'll I'll answer that. If that pops up, just let me know. Tabitha Harris is asking, how are you all doing this week while still teaching? And how are you doing doing all of this still? Oh, like all the stuff you just mentioned. Tabitha Harris. I don't even know. Um, We don't watch TV. I can't. When I lay out my day for people, it's just like, yeah, I just, I stop watching television. So starting this week, um, I used to get up at five. I'm going to start getting up at four. It was at basketball and it just hit my house. Um, So can these kids get better? Uh, (laughs) It's like practice somewhere and then come back and play here. Um, I don't watch television and I probably work too much a lot of the time. The way I think I'm really, really able to do that is I know my why. I know that I want better for my children. I know that my son in particular needs um, needs private school. I think my daughter would really benefit from a Montessori school. And I know that our public school here in New Jersey in the town that we live in sucks. And so they are they don't give anything that our children need. And, and I'm not going to go into that because I, because I want to protect my son. But like... Um, when you know like kind of what you're going after like when i was at south by southwest i literally slept two hours a night and then just ran the whole next day because i was trying to meet people and make deals and try and make things happen and like get speaking engagements and all that stuff um which sounds really shady and shifty but it's really like it's fun also and i know that it works i know that the harder i work the more payoff i will get so it's it's i just think you figure out a way like when I come home, I have a certain amount of time that I spend with my kids and then I just work all night and then get up at five o'clock in the morning. I do a little bit of work in the morning, like preparing myself and then I work all day and then I come home and I work all night. And so that's it. I don't we necessarily work recommend about nine it. nine o'clock at night. Yeah. And then we shut down. And then we just talk about work, which is kind of like having <laughs> a meeting for three hours every night. This court's very noisy. I'm sorry. It is. It's because it's heavy. Look at this thing. I know. It looks like an undersea cable. <laughs> It's like telecommunications from continent to continent. Jennifer Nicole said, uh, my third and final observation is happening any day now. Uh, do they give you a 10-day window? Um, my observations just happened. So I came back on Sunday from being in Miami. I was in Miami for this conference called the uh, Impact Teacher Conference, which like every YouTuber is putting out videos on because it was so awesome. And... Kate, the sleepy teacher, had us out, and Darren, Nakihara. I mean, we were rocking three hours of sleep a night and then going hard the whole next day. And then I got home at, I don't know, midnight on Sunday. 12.30. I stayed up till about 1.30 talking to my wife because I was so pumped about all the stuff that happened. And then got that little bit of sleep, got up at 5, and my principal walked in on Monday to observe me, I was so tired after like two weeks of traveling and working hard that I thought I was going to fall asleep on my feet. Um, Kate's saying, ha ha, not me. She's saying something. Kate, I'm talking about how you didn't let me yeah, sleep when I was in. Me. I have really great video of Kate dancing, by the way. Did I show you that thing? <laughs> yes. um, so I, I, he walked in the room. And I thought I was going to fall asleep. But like one of those moments where you don't want to fall asleep, like you're driving your car and you're like, no, 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 don't fall asleep because you'll drive off this bridge. And then your body's going, nah, bro, it'll be all right. That's what I felt like. And it was like, I don't get nervous during observations, but 
that one I did because I didn't want to fall asleep during it because that would be embarrassing. So that was difficult. Um, but usually the folks just show up in a room. I get no heads up when someone's going to come in and observe me. And they don't, they like it that way. Like they want to just be able to pop in and be like, what you doing? But they don't stay for the whole time. And our school is cool because we don't do like – like my the woman who, who – uh, observes me, Jen. Jen doesn't do like, there's not like a check mark thing. She just takes notes like, hey, why'd you do this? I thought this was curious. I thought this was interesting. I like this new decoration in your room, or I like this new like chart that you have in your room for characterization. Like, talk to me about that. So it's more, it's it's never someone trying to like catch you. It's always someone trying to just have the conversation. And then based on your answer, like, all right, well, maybe that does that working? Is it not working? How can we how can I help you out? Like her idea is always, how can I help you out? And I really appreciate that instead of trying to like, like catch me in something. Um, reading, writing, resistance is saying, hi, I've been having some difficulty with my principal. We've had several encounters in the last week and uh, that have been upsetting. They include me being irritated about my grades and accused of grading incorrectly. We use standards-based grading and it's very complicated. And I'm being told that I'm having uh, behavioral behavior issues and work completion issues with students because they don't respect me. Uh, not being given concrete suggestions on how to gain their respect or information on what I'm doing that results in said disrespect. I obviously need to speak with her about this, but I need some advice on how to have that conversation. What would you suggest? Apologies on my multiple messages. Hopefully it's clear. It is clear. So I got you, girl. So I think... Um, Going into that conversation, wanting to have understanding instead of being, instead of like proving your point is the move. Whenever you have a conversation with anyone, if you go in, like you're trying to catch them or aha, or like, what do you mean? That's the problem. Like, well, how did I get disrespected? Like, what, what do you mean? My, my grades aren't right. Say, I just am looking for clarity. I want to do the best job ever. And so the way that I'm going to do that is by learning from others sometimes. And so what are you seeing in my class? Because I really want to sit here and actually take notes and then take that into consideration. Now they might be wrong and you can speak to that. It doesn't mean that everything they say is gospel, but like, what are they saying? And then noting those things. And I not even sure I would answer all their questions right then. It might be something you want to walk away with to think about, calculate your response and then go back again. I just know that, like when parents come in for parent-teacher conferences and they try to like like stick it to me or like, oh yeah, what about this grade? And I'm just like, can I just want to remind you that your child's education is the most important thing to me, that I just want to do the best job I can. And so I want to enter into this conversation with you looking for a solution. And I'm not trying to be right. I'm not trying to like catch your kid. I don't want to like surprise you with like, aha, and they've been doing this in class and I found this in their book. It's like, Bro, I just want to do the best job that I can. I'm hoping that we can partner together to do that because we are a community of educators and not the be-all, end-all of anything. I think if you go in like that, it's going to put your principal at ease and it's going to change the way they talk to you also so that even if there was some rift before, it's going to change that 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 vibe up and then you'll be able to actually have a conversation. So what you're asking, even when they say something about you, Ask some more probing questions, like make them explain that stuff, make them break it down. Say like, well, if you were in my position, what do you think would work the best? Or have you seen someone that was kind of in a jam like I am or, or their, you know, their, their classroom looked a certain way? 
like what would you what have you advised people like that in the past is there somebody i can observe in the building that you think would be beneficial so what you're doing is going at it with a growth mindset and not trying to just stand your ground now standing your ground might be important there might be certain things that you need to do but overall it's like just um i would go into it like that where you're you're wondering where they're coming from and how you can do better and i think that's that's the move uh l that was simple Hey, CJ, um, last week, a fight broke out in my classroom. Both students were excluded for a few days, but they are back in school this week. I'm a bit nervous of having both girls back in my room. Any tips? Yes, I would say talk to your I would talk to administration and see how like that went. Like, was there a meeting with with parents? Like, where do the kids stand now? Is there some anything that you should know going into it? Um, and then I would say tell them, like, see them in different spots in the room this week and say, Hey, look, I just, look, I want you to learn. And I think you're going to be in a better position to learn if you're over here or you're over here. And so not like you're not in trouble. I don't, I'm not afraid you're going to do it again, even though you might be um, like, I'm not afraid you're going to do it again, but I just want you to do well. Like, can you, can you understand that? Like, so let's put you in a place where you're going to find the most success and that's it. Um, you know, there's other stuff to do, like, but it depends on your personality. Like I, I tease kids. Like I had two boys that almost got in a fight in my classroom last week and I had the banana with me and I, uh, was like making jokes about the banana. And so like, they were like right in each other's face. One guy even took his shirt off, had just an undershirt on. Can I tell you about this dude. No. I was like, bro, you can't get dressed in front of everyone. Oh, that's right. I'm trying to like keep my job here. Be like, someone comes in, you got no shirt on. What the hell's that look like? So I just went over and I was like, anybody want to see my banana? And then they, one kid laughed at that and then the other kid didn't. So I just like tapped him on the cheek with it. And then that broke it up. Like they both laughed and that was done. But apparently later it reverted back into that. And so they both got in trouble. The next day they came in, I was like, all right. Um, I had like chaperones for them. I like taped the kid's desk off and I was like, this is the danger zone. I don't want anyone going over here because my man might just like start ripping the shirt off and out of the middle of nowhere. I don't want anyone to get hit in the eye with a button. And so you just go so over the top ridiculous that you just win in those situations. And so there's a hundred different ways, but I, that's, that's how I would go about doing that. Uh, Kirsten Schnell is saying, I don't know why I over pronunciate people's names. I don't know, but you have to scroll down and find her second one as well. Oh, okay. Uh, Kirsten Schnell is saying, tomorrow's the first day back after spring break. Man, we don't have spring break for like three weeks from now. Uh, did you just sigh? <laughs> uh, I did. It's just bad for me as it is for yeah. you, I think. Students are starting our state standardized test on Wednesday. Oh, that's a fun way to come back from spring break. Um, and I'm starting to apply to positions. How do I get back in the swing of things after spring when you are stressed out about testing and applying for jobs? So, uh, you know, I am a really big proponent of getting up early. I, I think one of the worst things people can do is like get up right before you need to get up. I get up an hour and a half earlier than I need to get up just to have time. Um, and so what I'm planning on doing even this week is since it's a little bit warmer, it was like in the 60s today. And like, even though it was in the 50s the other day and I ran and it hailed like <laughs> mid run, big hail. And I got, I was getting pelted and I had to run like this, which makes you look like a crazy person. Um, but I am, so my plan this week is to start getting up at four. When I get up at four, I am uh, going for a run immediately. 
Then I'm going to work on my book for an hour every morning. And then I have time to like pray, meditate. I envision what I want my day. What are you laughing at? I'm trying to talk about serious prayer stuff I'm over sorry. here. Right? Someone's this saying you funny. should put a hashtag real crap Reynolds. Yeah, on right a, down, yeah. And then someone said on a brown shirt. <laughs> Or Leah Pratt, not someone, and Andy Kitty. This is their conversation. We have been talking about putting products out on the website. We're actually working on that. So that's a conversation for another time. Um, then I like literally envision what I want my day to look like and how it's going to look if I'm happy, if I'm at my best, if I'm having fun. So like I find ways to have fun during state testing. It's just like I, I just – I don't know. if It's like a weird thing that I do, but like I just try to find ways to like – whether it's how I'm handing out pencils, how I'm waking kids up. So like when kids fall asleep, you're not supposed to bother them during state tests in Philadelphia, but I just put a tissue at the end of a yardstick and then just dangle it on their face until they wake up. Right. And that amuses me. So I just find silly things to do that makes it exciting. Like bring in certain snacks for kids or during a snack break, like play a little game in the middle of class. that's like fun or engaging or um, I like Sporkle. I don't know if you've heard of this, but like on Sporkle, I don't even know how you spell it. S-P-O-R-K-L-E, I think. There's like a number of different games. So it'll be like all the characters from The Simpsons or from Family Guy, and you have to type in their names. And the kids just yell out answers, and it takes like four minutes. It's timed and everything, and it's awesome. Or here's a movie poster with no words on it. So do, is it what movies are those, do those come from? They're just like fun brain breaks of, of pop culture stuff and not teachery stuff that are just fun to do. So I like waking up early, I find that I get far more out of my morning when I do stuff like that. And there's a million videos on YouTube that you could look up to see like what fits you, but that's my jam. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know if this is a name or just it's USA GI. So I don't know if that's a name, but six, seven, nine. So I apologize. I would like to see your name, but I'm going to read your question anyway. Um, hey, Reynolds, I'm currently working as a teacher assistant at an elementary school in Los Angeles. It's been rough, and I am on the fence about applying to a credential program this year. Any advice? So, look, I think being a teacher assistant is tough, right? And, look, you know this because you're in the classroom, and that teacher does things or says certain things or acts a certain way, and it might not be your jam, or you might think of a better way to deal with it or – have some other ideas that aren't always able to be implemented because you are the assistant to the teacher um, and not really giving credit for actually being like a human being that has ideas, even though you're not a credential teacher. Um, but that being said, I mean, why not do the credential program? Like if, if it's still kids are still at the heart of it and you want to teach, like if you still see yourself doing that, then maybe do it. Maybe go be a teaching assistant at a different school. Like if that's an opportunity there, I don't, I don't really know. But um, I think if you want to do something like it, it's hard, I, I just it goes back to me thinking about like when I student taught or not student taught when I was substitute teaching and I hated it. If I if that was the only thing I knew about teaching, I would have never become a teacher because it sucked and no one listened to me and the kids were out, out of control. And looking back, they probably weren't even that bad. But like that would have really steered me the wrong way. Or I have had friends that have had like bad practicums or bad student teaching experiences. And they're like, I don't know if I even want to do this now. And it's like, it's different when you're in charge of the class, when you run things, when it's your lesson plans, when it's your rules, when it's your relationships you're building with the students and you're the one in the classroom, it does change and it does 
I think it's better. If I had to teach under someone else, I couldn't do that. This basketball is coming way too close to my window right now. <laughs> but the mom's out there too, kicking it. They just need to practice. They should go watch some YouTube videos first. Um, all right, I got to drink some of this because I'm tired. Someone asked, and I might have skipped it. They said, how many cups of coffee are you up to a day? They said they drink like six. No, I drink one cup Two. of coffee in the morning, like a regular mug of coffee. And then I drink one more like around one o'clock or something like that. Um, and I don't do, I, I was doing bullet coffee for a while and I don't do that anymore because I just wasn't on keto. And so for those it's of you that know what that is, it was too many calories. Yeah. It was just. Well, I mean, it's great if you're on keto, but if you're, it's like yeah. not something you can do off. But now I have to eat breakfast too. And I wasn't eating breakfast for like, I don't know, okay, like closer to a year. Uh, people. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Rather is saying, I love Alex's uh, profile picture. Mm -hmm. It's like it's nice pretty. and clean looking. Um, what are your favorite ways? What the hell is that? That's a weird thing to say. Well, she is look pretty, clean? but I didn't want to say it. Like, clean looking? Yeah, I don't want to make anyone feel weird. Okay, just answer her question. Um, I, love I was just saying that's a nice profile picture. Anyway, what are your favorite ways to incorporate technology into your lessons? What advice do you have for incorporating technology into the classroom with uh, little to no budget, because that's what we got, because technology in my classroom is a light switch, pretty much. Um, your favorite ways to incorporate technology in your lessons. Um, so look, I, I use websites. I use YouTube a lot. I use movie clips a lot. I use um, websites like Storybird, I think is a really great uh, website. I use Toondo. Um, what else do I use? No, Kahoot. I feel like that's a no, everyone, a lot of people, a lot of people do that. They use Kahoot, they use Flipgrader, they use Quizlet, they use um, a lot of that stuff. I just, I don't have, not all of my students have phones, not all their phones work, not all of them have Wi-Fi, not all of them have screens that you can read because friggin' everyone buys a brand new iPhone X and then they don't get a $5 case for it and then that thing looks cracked and like their fingers are going to bleed. Um, so I, I think... That is, uh, I use a lot of Google Docs stuff. So kids whose like handwriting I can't read, I just have them type it out. But that's hard because I don't always have laptops, which is like something I'm working on for getting, especially for dyslexic students, having laptops for them so they can type their work instead of um, instead of write it out. It, it apparently is better for them. I use uh, somebody, I'm going to forget the name now, all of a sudden I had it committed to memory, um, sent me a Kindle. Uh, somebody else sent me a Kindle at one point, and so I have those for dyslexic readers. So they have text, uh, text to speech on there, and they can listen to audiobooks and follow along. So there is some technology that I use, but like, and I have a Promethean board, but it doesn't even work. So you know, that was a fun upgrade. Now it's just a really nice TV in my room, and the kids play Fruit Ninja on it at lunchtime. Um, so yeah, that's like kind of what I do. I, I don't. When we're a one-to-one -one school, but only when the kids get into 10th grade. So meaning for those of you that don't know what that means, it is every student has like an iPad or a, in our school, it's Chromebook. And, but we, the ninth graders don't get them because a lot of the ninth grade don't stay from year to year. So we don't get them yet. And then I have to get a laptop cart and half of them don't work or they're missing keys. Or my favorite is the kids take the keys off and put them in different locations. <sighs> 
So, and yeah, which, you can pop them right off. Dude, that is hundred percent something I would have done. That's really funny, too. actually. Yeah, <laughs> annoying. Really annoying for you. when you're trying to type stuff and you're like flippity flop flop. Wait, what, what does that say? It looks like code. Um, mixed topic teen says, "Do you think that you're? I don't, why do I keep saying things I like that? I sound like a DJ. Oh, all right, here we go. Mixed topic teen in here. Uh, do you think it's a good idea to do assignments online? If so, how do you recommend online assignments? I I don't, I do Google Docs for kids. Um, and look, there, the thing about homework assignments is there is always the opportunity that someone's going to cheat. And so I'm just careful what I give out because if they're just going to cheat, it's like not even worth doing it. That's why I just give most stuff in class. I do not give very much homework. Like I don't give homework 90% of the year. Um, part of that is because we have such a long school day. We're there from eight to three, and then kids stay after school for after school programs till four. Sometimes, you know, sports keep them there even later. So I just think like when you're home, it's just be home. And a lot of my guys, it takes them an hour and a half, two hours to get home on the bus at night. So I'm just not trying to give you homework when you're getting home at eight o'clock at night. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I'm not against doing assignments online. Um, but if they are online, I'd rather them be done in class online and not like at home online. Uh, Winter Ogilvy, I think I get that right every time. I'm pretty sure. I, I, I question myself every time too. Um, when you invite kids into your classroom for lunch, do you have a hard time keeping your classroom clean? When the students have eaten in my class, they leave stuff all over, suggestions, yes. Um, I tell kids that if you leave trash, you don't get to eat there the next day. And then I have, you know, and I just think sometimes kids are absent-minded and they will go, I did clean up everything. And there's like a pile of trash behind them. Uh, I ask certain dudes to just help out before we leave. Like, yo, all right, we got 60 seconds. I need everything cleaned up or nobody's eating lunch in here tomorrow. And last year I had that problem where I had so many kids eating with me. It was a disaster in there every day, like half sandwiches on my floor, that kind of stuff. And I like my room neat because I think kid, this Students that walk in after that, walking into something that's neat and clean and organized, it it builds a sense of safety that a messy room does not. And so I just started putting signs on my door saying, can you eat lunch in here today? Not everyone's not allowed to eat lunch. Well, it'd be me and Joe, but like other than that, no one else is allowed to eat in here. Uh, try again tomorrow. And then if you clean up, then we can have lunch again the next day. And that's just how I would rock it. Uh, a really fun way to get your room clean is that one kid that talks too much. I don't give detentions. I don't give out. I don't take off points all the time. I just go, bro, if you do that again, I'm just going to make you clean my room after, after class. And then they always do. Then I just have them clean my room and they just pick up like all the trash, none of the gross stuff. So they don't have to pick up like a napkin or a tissue or something like that, but crumbled paper and like lost pens and pencils. Uh, it's a great way to get kids to stay after. Or that one kid that you like, they left four potato chip bags, like be like, no, you left them there. Now you got to clean up everything or you can't eat in here again. And it just works like a charm, especially if you say it with a smile. Uh, Raimundo Maldonado. That is a lot of O's. Good for you. Um, that's a fun name, right? Mm -hmm. Raimundo Maldonado. I would be, I would tell everybody my full name. If I introduced myself, I'd be like, I wouldn't just say Ray. I'd be like, my name is Raimundo Maldonado. And that's people would be like, damn. It's good news. Slick, bro. Um, I'm planning to be a biology teacher for high school. Do you have any tips on developing a lesson plan? Yep, steal. So I think that most teachers try and recreate the wheel all the time. 
there's tons of good stuff out there. And there's not a person in the world that's ever going to know that you borrowed a lesson plan and didn't come with, up with it on your own. Um, because I think, I think coming up with ideas is far more important. Like, how am I going to say this? Handing in a lesson plan, almost no one's ever going to look at that. My school doesn't even take lesson plans anymore. We're, we're obligated to create them, right? Like they just expect that I have them, but no one ever asks to check them. So, and I like that because it frees me up to actually come up with stuff to do or how to implement things or to dream or to change or to shift my, my ideas. And, you know, when you have, especially in college and they make you do like those seven part lesson plans are like 75 pages long, like that's just a waste of your time. I say, go online and whatever you're doing, whether if you're looking up, like you're working on, I don't know, molecules or what's inside of a cell, like uh, what's inside of a cell lesson plan or, or the best, what the best cell lesson plan ever, or a great cell lesson plan, like putting those adjectives before, if somebody has the audacity to tell you that they have the greatest lesson plan ever on, you know, the human body, like it's probably pretty good at least. And then just sort of steal those ideas and don't even worry about it. Like, um, and then, you can change all the things up that you want and make it fit your personality, your classroom, your resources, your class size, all that stuff. But steal. That's what I would do. That is actually what I do. Um, Winter Ogilvy is saying, also, would you ever have your children go to the school where you teach? Um, no. And I have a couple of reasons for that. Like, I... Gosh, that's such a good question. I've been asked this so many times. I really, my answer, I want to buy our own children. Ask, actually. yeah, they or want Brody because you're yeah. an all boys school. So Marty because I mean, I just told Brody last night that next week, uh, as part of reading Lord of the Flies, we're going to create the island out of Legos. Like each group will create the island out of Legos, so you can see like where the scar was, where the boys meet, where Castle Rock is, where the pig's head is, and so they're going to make like these middle little miniature scale things of Legos. And Brody just thought that was the greatest. And he was like, my school never does stuff like that. You sucks there. Really and I'm like, that's because your school fun. sucks. Um, mm. And not because the teachers suck, by the way, because I think the teachers really tried to do a good job. No, it's the admin. It's the 100%. admin. So like, anyway, um, I, do, I like the idea of my kids going to a school in which their friends go to. And I teach about 25 minutes away from my house. So the idea of like driving of my son making friends, um, I don't want him like mixing it up in, in West Philadelphia or in Olney. Like they're just like, there's too much other stuff going on there. They're not bad neighborhoods necessarily. Like I wouldn't say there's bad people working there, but bad stuff happens there. And so the same way that like, if my kid wanted to hang out in Camden, New Jersey, like I would just be mindful of that. So um, and I want him to have friends that he can walk to their houses. That's really big to me. I like that community feel. But I also think that, you know, my school, we lose about a third, maybe 25% of the people that work there every year to turnover. And so it's like this, we're constantly like recreating the wheel in a lot of ways and restructuring all the time. And I want a little bit more stability, especially for my son who really craves consistency. And like, if you wake up in the morning and my man doesn't have apples to eat, like it's a thing. So th there's a little bit of that rain man thing in there, right? Where it's like, no, I need eight fish sticks, not four. And my school wouldn't be able to provide that sort of atmosphere for my child. We would end up going out of district from, from your school. I know. 
Um, that's a whole nother story. Uh, Shrinking Ginger. That's a great. I don't know. I like that name so much, but I do. I'm doing a teacher practicum next week on Tuesday and Thursday. I observed the class this week and they're super quiet and don't participate much. Do you have any tips on how to engage them and get them to participate while I'm there? I'm a bit nervous since they're uh, since I'm not their real teacher. So I don't have any real relationship or respect built with them. I would, so I would find out what they're into and then teach through that lens. Like, like hand out like a thing, like what's your, um, if you email me, I can send you um, a really quick like thing that I have online. That's uh, it's just even set up fun. Like, like what's your favorite TV show, your favorite radio station, your favorite band. What's a, something you're proud of in your life. Um, where do you live? Who do you live with? Those kinds of things. And then find out what they're interested in. If you see commonalities, like, like most of your classes in the basketball or I don't know, a certain show, they all like SpongeBob or they all like fairly odd parents, whatever it is, then make at least a little part of your lesson through that lens. Right. So if everybody likes Fortnite or PUBG or whatever, just, um, take that and teach part of your lesson through that. So what's up, bro? Um, so that's what I would do. And then you'll find that you'll win. Think about this. If growing up, you had had a teacher that taught through that, maybe you were lucky enough, they had a teacher that taught through the lens of something you liked. Like if somebody had taught a lesson through, did you really just leave your jacket on the buffet? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, if they taught through Star Wars for me, or if they taught through Tribe Called Quest or Pearl Jam, like that would have changed my life to know that a teacher listened to a song that they might not even like and then taught a lesson. If they taught the hero's journey through Star Wars, bro, I would have done anything that teacher wanted. It would have blown my mind. It would show that they really cared and they were willing to go so far as to listen to what I liked just to teach me a lesson. It would have been on. So that's what I would do. Uh, didn't we just do this one? Yeah, we did that one. Did you go? Yo, come on, girl. I don't. No, I just. I do what you want. And after I drink this coffee, I'm gonna start singing a song. <laughs> no, don't. No, and watch. All the views are gonna start popping off. You'll just be like, yes, I love this. Sing more right, song. Got one. Uh, Mina Ali. I think that's. I'm saying that right. Uh, is saying. How do you introduce Shakespeare unit, Romeo and Juliet? Any ideas? Yep. I love Romeo and Juliet. I think it's great. It is all, it's teenagers, right? It's like, it's like gang violence and sex and drugs and, uh, and hearsay and gossip and all that good stuff and falling in love in like two seconds with someone that you never even met before. Uh, I introduce Shakespeare always with, notes about Shakespeare and then talking about why we learn about Shakespeare. Right. And then I talk about the language in Shakespeare. Cause that's always everyone's questions. Like, why do they talk like this? So I do this lesson where we listen to pop it like top by Snoop. And I put the lyrics up on the board and we listen to it. And then we circle everything that I, I say, what wouldn't my grandmother probably know, or your great, great grandmother probably know in this. So when the pigs try and get at you, pop it like a top, like, pigs like what like they live on a farm um when the, so we circle all those words that uh and then we talk about how in 500 years no one's going to have any idea 
what Shakespeare or what Snoop was talking about. Like, I don't, I don't even know most of the time what Snoop's talking about now, but, but the idea, I, I talk about the idea that Shakespeare is more hip hop than anything else in, in the sense that hip hop's always what's fresh, always what's new. That when you, when kids graduate from high school, they think they're going to come back and speak to my freshman and kick it with old slang. And everyone's going, what's that word even mean, bro? Like no one says that anymore. It's like when, older hip-hop folks like say things like it's the bomb or you go girl it's like no one says that anymore that's like old people language so it's always about what's fresh and new and that's what Shakespeare was trying to do was trying to have fun with wordplay and create this um create these word combinations that were fun to listen to just like we do in songs but then it changes over time and then 500 years later no one has any idea what the hell Romeo Romeo wherefore art thou Romeo did not let father refuse thy name means um, so that's generally how I, I do that. And then I really hone in on the chorus, right? That, that beginning part, the two households alike in both in dignity and fair Verona, where we lay our scene from ancient grudge break to new mutiny where civil blood makes civil hands unclean. Um, talking about that and talking about, we already know what's going to happen. They die at the end of the play. And then we talk about later how like everyone's hoping they really don't die, but it's like, no, no, no they're gonna die and then having that seeing how that can still be really heartbreaking is is interesting it's almost like one of those csi shows when like they tell you what's going to happen like who's dead what what happened what went wrong and then they're like but two weeks earlier this is how it went down that's what romeo and Juliet is doing um tracy pinter my buddy is saying what is the best place online to search for jobs uh, in Pennsylvania, I'm currently getting my PA license since I'm close to the state line in Ohio. Um, I don't know because I heard about mine from a friend. Um, I'm trying to think of who would know. Who's a good resource for that? Sarah. Flounders? So, Trace, text me um, and I will connect you with someone that knows or I'll find out from someone that knows. But I don't know off the top of my head. Maybe someone here in the comment section anyone from pennsylvania know like where's a good place to look for jobs um i do know that my pa cert came in quick like in jersey i got my first job and i didn't have my certification yet because it was lost in the black hole of trenton and so i told the principal and he was like yeah we'll just get it when we get it and they weren't worried about it pa i had i want to say a month like it was some crazy low amount of time or crazy quick time that I got it in. So you should have it really, really quickly. And I didn't have to like take my keystone or what the praxis exam or anything. Again, I just like went and applied and it came in and I was set. Kimberly Wolbeck says I check her. I don't know. That was really good. Yeah, you read it. The way you said that. I don't know. Um perm job. What oh Kimberly, I she just put it down below. Yeah. So she Kimberly Wallback, uh Trace put something yeah. on there. P-A-R-E-A-P, whatever that stands for, all the time, and I'm still looking for a permanent job. Um, so, yeah, let me know, and, and I'll tell you. If you're in Philly, Trace, I mean, I can hook that up, but it's a little bit of a commute from Ohio. What do you got? I'm going to take a sip, and then I'm going to sing songs. You got him. Oh, man. One of these days, girl. Laura, I like that you're legitimately trying to hurry because <laughs> you don't want to hear me sing, which hurts my feelings. Mm -hmm. Can you believe that? Brody's smiling over there too because he loves hearing me sing I also. Oh, sorry. Um, 
Uh, Laura Costello is saying, hi, CJ, I'm a teenager in Ireland about to graduate secondary school. What materials would you suggest the teacher bring to work on their first day? Um, I would bring a bag of awesome with me. Uh, I, so look, I think first day, what, what grade did she say? Secondary school? Yeah. I'm about to graduate. Oh, no. So a student teacher bring to work on their first day. Wait, oh, student teacher? Yeah. Yep. Oh, so she's oh, young. That's a new question. Um, I would. So look, I I'm going to say what I do on my first day because I think it's the move, no matter what you're doing. Um, as a student teacher, or as a yeah, teacher? I think it's a great idea, right? So like, look, first of all, uh, oh, I forget what her name was. It's okay. It's okay. It, Laura. Yeah. All right. So Laura, I still talk to the kids that I student taught. Um, and they're not kids anymore, they're like grown and have kids and are married and stuff like that. But I still get down with them from time to time. So I think it's important to remember that the relationships you build during your student teaching can be, you can just try a whole bunch of stuff and experiment and have fun, but like, don't discount it. Like, the, like the, you could have build those relationships that last a lifetime. Because of that, so I taught 11th grade, I think, um, I would have, I should have done this anyway. I, all of my freshmen, the first day of ninth grade in my schools that I've always taught in, like I've done this since my first year of teaching, write a letter to them future, to their future selves. Wouldn't it be fun if for student teaching, you had kids write a letter that marked the moment, right? Like you're about to be done this year, or you're in the last, you know, marking period or trimester of this year, write a letter to your future self. What is something that's going on in your life that you're not sure how it's going to work out? What's something you're excited about that you're excited to see how that comes to fruition? Like maybe you're on varsity baseball this year. Maybe you went out for lacrosse for the first time. Maybe there's a girl in class and you're really going to finally ask her to prom. Maybe um, there's a movie coming out. You're wondering how Avengers uh, Endgame ends up. Like ask those questions and then mark who you are in the moment. What's your favorite song? What's your favorite outfit? What's your favorite whatever TV show. And then I would show up to their graduation. Even if it's, even if you think they're going to forget you show up to the graduation with their letters. And I swear to you, it will be a hit. Now that's long game because it might not, depending on what grade you teach, it could be years from now, but it will be super fun. And I, I, you will win on a level that everybody else that shows up there will be like, Oh my goodness, why aren't we doing this? This is the greatest idea I ever saw. Cause it gets the kids so excited. And they're going to think you'll forget. So when you show back up or they'll forgot that they write it and they'll be like, wait, the student teacher. Oh, snap. I forgot we wrote letters or wait, we did write letters. And then you're giving those things back out. And that's awesome. I think more than what I would give is I would show up. I just heard somebody say this yesterday at St. Joe's and I thought it was such a great line. I would show up tomorrow and tell the teacher, I would ask, how can I make your day easier? Or how can I make your life easier? And that just shows that you have ambition, that you're going to show up and you want to actually do something for the teacher to help them out in whatever it is that they're trying to do that day, like run off copies or hand things out or work one-on-one -on -one with a particular student or take attendance or whatever it is, Like, but from the jump, hey, I'm so glad to be here. I'm really excited. What can I do to make your day easier? And I think that that's the line to start off with. Uh, okay. Uh, what, how, is, how do you think you pronounce that? Elaine. Oh, is it Elaine? Ellen? I don't know. You're I'm sorry. I, Vowels. Mar. 
Marta Luna. Oh my gosh. I, we apologize. I know. We're, we're terrible. Really You're not even helping me. I, I thought you were going to, I thought you were <laughs> in this together. Mm-hmm. Uh, CJ, you have a student who is extremely, uh, I, I have a student, I, so do I, that is extremely lazy and refuses to do work. That takes a bit of effort. If you write something, it's super short and he'll complain the whole time. I don't know how to deal. Um, I think kids don't want to do stuff because they don't see the benefit of it, right? Like how many times do you see kids that like, are like, why are we doing math? This is so stupid. I'm never going to use this in my life. We're not even going to need biology when I become a business major. And the, I, I, I think giving kids the big picture, like reminding them, look, you need to learn and not a teachery way either. Right. <laughs> not like to pass the test for the state or whatever, but like, what do you want to do? Like, I would sit down with that kid and be like, really? And not like in a condescending or sarcastic tone. Like, what is it that you're hoping to do in your life? And then reverse engineer it from there and talk, and then get back to, and that's where we get to this writing assignment. That's why this is important. You want to be a business person. You have to be able to communicate to your thoughts through writing. And it can't be a one sentence thing. You got to flesh it out. And that is a muscle, though, that you have to build. You don't just show up and start doing pull-up competitions and then – or the – you know, I was going to use another really good example, but I couldn't think you of it. You don't have to Spartan race, yeah, the marathon and just be like, oh, I'll just start running. Like I don't have to run that much beforehand. No, bro, you do. You have to build that muscle so you can actually do it. And we're going to do that now. I would say on the flip side, asking him or her uh, what would they like – to write about like well look if this doesn't interest you what do you want to write about like i don't give a crap what you write about all the time like sometimes it has to be relevant to what you're talking about i, I get that but like do you want to write about something else like make up your own question then and then answer it but it's got to be between five and eight sentences or whatever the minimum is because you have to stretch yourself to be able to write that you could do a push-up, but you're not going to get strong unless you do 10 and then you do 10 more and then you do 10 more and then we're building muscles and then we're getting our minds ready and we're getting the ability to write like we're priming ourselves for whatever we want to be able to do later in life. So I find that helping kids reverse engineer their lives just really, really Kate helps. Point too, I Kate said, well, kids also may not want to do things because they may not have the skill set. That's true also. So like figuring out like whether or not that kid has the ability to do that thing also. And if they don't, then that's a whole nother conversation. Um, bye Kate. Uh, Kate, what do you got to go do? Eat tacos? <laughs> it's happy hour. Oh yeah, it's happy hour. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Kate, happy Kate. Kate, I'm going to, she's not even on here anymore, but I'm going to talk about it. Kate, the sleepy teacher laughs more than anyone I've ever met in my life, but in like, the most like honest she's not like she's lovely she's just a lovely like what we were out and fun and i was she i would hear her talking to someone else and she would be cracking up and it just makes you start <laughs> laughing till your stomach hurts and you're like i don't even know what we are laughing at right now but kate just is she is contagious and she doesn't care she hangs up we went out it was like all 22 year olds and me and kate and darren but kate could give a crap and i love that Mm-hmm. Uh, what am I answering that? Yes. Uh, Jade said book. Yeah, I'm writing a book. Um, I was. I asked if you could. I think I don't know who it was. Um, but 
somewhere in there I read, they said, could you talk a bit more about your book? So I'm, I'm writing a book. I am, I don't know how far in. So I just sent in to the publisher. I'm not going to give it specifics. Uh, I sent in, I can't tell who I'm writing the book for or any of that stuff right now, but there's like, um, it's like a legit thing. Like someone that publishes books by teachers and everyone, when I tell you who it is, like most people are going to know who it is and they'll be like, Oh, that's who it was. Um, I was asked to write a book by someone that's had an eye on me, they said. And so yesterday I've written um, about five chapters so far, plus an introduction. So yesterday I just sent in my introduction, like the whole introduction to the book and then the first two chapters. And so I'm waiting to hear back on what they thought of that, if they like the direction of it and what I'm doing. The idea behind the book is there's a million books on like for first year teachers, right? I'm writing a book for me. Like I'm writing a book that I wish existed. So it's not necessarily, I'm not saying like dear CJ, but it is all stuff that I wish I knew going in to teaching and not the regular stuff, not like um, how necessarily to do like a regular lesson plan, how to parcel out your time. But it's like with, it's like how to juggle fire, how to think outside the box, how to have the most fun you can with the limit, most limited amount of resources, how to connect with kids on a super deep level that like changes your life and their life. And then they become your homie forever. Like, um, all that stuff. So it won't be, I don't know that it'll be for everyone because I'll say this. Oh, I, whoa. I know. Oh, look I know. No, no, no. Um, I read it yeah. before you sent it over and I literally like had all the feels like wanting to cry, laughing, like it's just going to be great. That's you know, it. the really great thing about that is you don't always give me good feedback. Like, Jenna is the real, real rap with Reynolds. Like, oh. like not so secret wife is like, you know. Are you saying I'm critical? Yeah, and you suffocate bullshit. Like, yes. like you don't just tell me th- something was good if it wasn't good. You don't just no. tell me if I go, "How do you like this outfit?" You'll be like, "I don't really like that shirt." <laughs> you don't just tell me I look handsome for no reason. So yeah, that's that's what I'm writing about, and it's been really fun because it's oh, been a really great way to remember Andy things. Kitty. Andy Kitty, we did not get the wool balls yet. Where do they get them from? She said Amazon. They're All literally right. cat like. Write a note. Well, well, I'm going to order them tonight. Okay. I don't have. Oh, I get the pen. You have a pen right in front of you. That free pen that we received in the mail. Sometimes <laughs> 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 so companies send me stuff. I got this pen in the most ridiculously sized envelope. Um, that was a pen, and it has a stylus on the end of it. That doesn't even work on my smartphone. So. It's good if you have an itch though. No. Like <laughs> Answer a question. All right. Oh, sorry. Um, Kristen Log- Longden is saying, hi, all got a day of shadowing at this school and I will be training at, you're distracting me. Uh, got a day of shadowing at the school. I will be training at starting in April. A little nervous. Got any advice for shadowing? Love the content. Um, thank you. Uh, so Kristen, I would say go in with questions. I would just ask a lot of questions to understand things as best you can. And then I would um, look for opportunities to help. Like even while shadowing, like, hey, can I carry that for you? Hey, like, can I, like, where are we going? Are we standing outside and shaking hands or saying hello to kids or saying goodbye to kids? Or um, what can you do to be of service while you're at the school? And then just asking a lot of questions. 
my my go-to anywhere. So like, let's say I speak at a school and I go to that school and they give me a tour of the school first, which is usually what happens. Um, when I go around, I cannot help but like ask people about themselves. Like, hey, what's your position here? Like, how do you like it? Do you think that it fits into who you are? Like, what's the biggest struggle in your position? Um, I love talking to kids. I'm like, yo, what's up, guys? What are you uh, What are you working on? What are you guys listening to? Like, I'm just interested because like my kids in Philly listen to this. Like, are you are you into this group or like are you excited about this movie? Like, what's what's your jam? Um, who's your team that you like? And that is, it's all easy questions that makes it about someone else. So they don't have to feel like they have to entertain you or like, are you okay? Are you doing okay today? It's like, yeah, man, I'm great. I'm just thrilled to be here. And I'm just trying to engage with everybody that I can. And although that's my personality, I think you can do that on a, on a much lower level also, especially if you're like introverted by like, just asking, like putting the focus on someone else instead of on yourself. Uh, Stuart McGregor is saying, I'm a teacher in my first year of teaching and I'm feeling tired and stressed. How long did it take you to feel like you were doing a good job and were vaguely on top of things? Um, so I'll let you know when I get there. Um, uh, look, I, th I think it, it changes every year. Like it comes in, in waves It is never, it's like life, right? Like I thought by 50, I would have stuff figured out and I would just be cruising. At 42, I'm realizing that the next eight years, I'm probably not going to have that thing nailed down. But you can, um, you can just kind of like, like it's it's moment to moment. So I think you can't, but don't keep barreling forward like you're like you're going to try and like get to the to the end. It's you're not going to get to the end. You're not going to get to the place of like feeling like all peaceful and calm and things are great because next year a new crop of kids is going to come in and maybe they're great or easy, but the year after that might not be, they might be terrible and really challenging. So I think it's about building things into your schedule that help you to calm down, to be cool, to handle your stress. That's part of the reason that I meditate and pray every morning. That's part of the reason that I run every single day is I'm going to play offense and I'm not going to wait for something to stress me out. I'm stressing myself out every day. Like running sucks. I, I don't like it. It's never like something I'm doing. I'm like, that's oh, kind of enjoyable. It's like, no, I hate this and I need to get it done. Uh, but after I do that, after I start my morning like that, it's hard for things to bring me down because I'm like already game on. I didn't roll out of bed and like walk into the school. Like I already ran miles. I already prayed for an hour in the morning. Like I'm already like game on. So it, that makes it easier. And then scheduling things like get, go get yourself a massage. So like 50 bucks. And like, you know, I get that that's an expense and not everyone has it, but spending that money helps you put your oxygen ma mask on first. And then you can give to other people. Like, you know, it, everyone always says like, how do you exercise? Because exercise is so tiring. Right. Um, and then I don't want to do anything else. And it's, you know, anyone that exercise will tell you, like, it's, it fills your tank up so you have more to give. So I, I it's just how I do it. Like, I, my life is very systematic and I get things done so that I fill my tank up and then I'm not running on empty. I'm not, I'm not, I never, ever am waiting for Christmas break, waiting for spring break, waiting for summer break. Like, no way, man. I am waiting for Monday morning to get back after it. But that's because I take time to fill my tank up. And look, real quick, I know you're pushing another question on me because I talk too long about this stuff sometimes. But um, there are times when that doesn't even work. 
there are times I go into school and I'm like, oh my God, man, I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted. I don't know what to do. Um, build some fun into your day then. Like have cereal with all of your students that are doing a good job. Eat, have cereal day. Or if you want to go even cheaper, top ramen day, six for a dollar at any food store. Then all you need is hot water. Um, and I don't think there's peanut allergy there or gluten. Or, like, I'm pretty sure. Oh, oh, come on. There's got to be gluten-free ramen. That stuff's made in a laboratory anyway. Can't they make a gluten-free one in the laboratory? Uh, or those kids just get the hot water. They don't get the ramen. So I, I think build some fun into your day. Like go to the Target dollar spot and go buy something stupid. Go get some bubbles. And then that's just rejuvenating. It's like in an instant. I bought that recorder for a dollar at the dollar store the other day. And I was playing it in the hallway. And it, it cracked me up all day. So, yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. Um, Rosalind Robertson is saying, I need to supplement our ESL books, young adult, any resource suggestions, language skills, speaking, listening, reading, writing, grammar, pronunciation, 160 minutes of class time every day. Jeez. Um, so here's what I'm going to say to do. I have two recommendations and not both of them don't, I don't have book recommendations. I'm going to say either send me an email with, Sunday night teacher talk on or something like that in the title, right? So I can see that's you right away because I'm I've been very bad at getting back at emails lately because I'm I just Flooded. don't have time. Um, I get like a hundred DMs a day right now, which is wild mm -hmm. and really kind of fun. Um, I am going to connect you with my guy Kobe Sharp. Kobe Sharp is like the book guy. Like he loves books. Like that. Like that's his classroom decor are books. He doesn't have cute posters and stuff. I don't think in his room. Um, that's one thing. And then the other thing is, I would say, if you go to our closed Facebook group, and if you're not a member already, just fill out the quick questions on there. We'll accept you immediately. Drop that question. You can just copy and paste it in there. And I guarantee you, you will have a ton of really thoughtful answers from people that will be able to answer that question. So here's, here's why I love this moment. I don't know everything, but I know people that know a whole lot of stuff. So if I can't answer your question, that's what I would do. Um, does that sound cool? Oh, I wasn't listening. All right. So I tell people about the scholastic thing again real quick too. Oh, yeah. All right. So let me say this one more time too, in case you missed it in the beginning. Um, I'm going to give people stuff. I did a partnership with scholastic magazine. Scholastic magazine gives me a lot of magazines. Um, and I can't always use them all or I don't use them all. Like I use them for certain students, but not for everyone. So I want to give some of those to you. All you have to do, there are no hoops to jump through. You need to go to today's video, which is the one in which I'm holding a Scholastic magazine. It says upfront on it. Um, and just in the comment section, just put hashtag Scholastic. There's, that's it. You don't have to like it. You don't have to subscribe. You don't have to share it with a friend. You go to my Instagram and like something there. Like people make you jump through too many hoops sometimes. Um, I just want to share stuff that I have a lot of with all of you. On Wednesday, we're going to pick three winners. You'll get a class set of uh, of a recent um version of Scholastic and it comes with all the lesson plans. It comes with the questions that you can ask, comes with the Lexile levels and vocabulary and all that stuff. Um, and I'll just mail that. So when I pick the winners, we will put them into this random voting picky thing. And then it picks someone, I'll hit you up and ask you for your mailing information. I'll mail it out to you and it'll be awesome. And then you just get something for free. Answer this person to be skeptics. Sure. Uh, Lucero, I think I'm saying that. Garcia. Uh, is saying I'm a science student teacher. My certification will be life sciences seven through twelve. Um, uh, the middle school I'm teaching at also wants to 
challenge the math four to eight test so I can stay with them next year as a math teacher. Uh, um, I, so there's not a question. It was, it was that a question, the second part? Because I would say, I, you know, I think it's, it's tricky, but like if you, if you want to teach math next year, then you should think about that. If you don't, if you're not interested in math, you're more interested in science, that's what I would do. Like certain schools, especially when you teach like in the inner city, they'll take English teachers and turn them into science teachers. I would never be a science teacher. I just, I'm not, I would want to do like weird experiments all the time. Um, I would teach history though, if someone asked me to do that, like, I think that would be really fun, but I think you have to keep in mind, like, what do you really want to do? Uh, and not stray too far from that. Cause you might get stuck in that. And now look, sometimes that's inevitable. Like if you go to school for, to teach K through six and you, and kindergarten is your jam, maybe first grade is like the next level, like that you'd still be excited about. And they put you in a six you know, great class, you can't do anything about that. Like that's the job that's open and that's what you're, you know, certified for. But if they're trying to switch whole grade or whole classes on you, just be mindful of that. It could be something you get stuck in for a long time. Oh, shucks. You lost a question? Well, cause it was a, no, here, hold on. Was it multi-part gig? Yeah, and it's like far from each other. Okay. Share R. And just keep scrolling down. Share R. Share was one of my my mom's favorites. You know that? No, I didn't. Yeah. No, you have questions. Share R is saying, has anyone transferred to another school in the same district? Three out of four teachers, I am one of them, put in transfers. Interviews are next week. If they ask why I'm leaving, I don't want to... There's a second part of that somewhere, I think. Um, I don't want to mention the toxic environment or any uh, particulars. I actually do want to leave the school because the community I built with students and families, or, or I don't do not want to leave because of the community I built with students and families. Um, I put up, I put in my transfer to support my peer. So is that it? That's the only part. I think so. Okay. I didn't look any further. All right. No, I think that's it. All right. So I, you know, I would say, how can they expect you to answer that question like that? You're looking for a change. You want you want something different, right? Which isn't lying. It's true. I want something different. Um, I really like what you all are doing at the school. And I think that would be a really great fit for me. I think I'd bring a lot to this, like, like this. I think I could do this, 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 and this. Whatever your answers are. So go in like that and know why you are a good fit for that school. And I think that is how I would answer that question. Like, and that's not real clear, but if anyone on here has been through that situation, like, uh, uh, you know, go for it, try and answer that. Um, again, the Facebook group might be a good answer, a good place for that, but, uh, this thing looks so weird all of a sudden I'm staring at myself. What are you saying? I think the Facebook group is such a good resource. Like, it's not for you to be in there, but it's just it. Yeah. Oh, I'm never. People ans answer like so thoughtfully and really great. Yeah. I'm in there sometimes, but I'm not a teacher. <laughs> How many? Like literally. I'm just opinionated. The, probably at this point, thousands of comments and questions that are in there. We've gotten like two reports of someone being yeah. like an ass. In and there. one was just misconstrued, and the other was 
yeah, it's misconstrued, first of whatever, all. Whatever, whatever, you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, I just think that that's, that's what I would do. Uh, and, and don't get hung up on that question. Be, like, you know, yeah, because I, I can see why you would think that. Like, that's why I left my old school. Like, I left my first school because they stole money from me. Like, and a whole bunch of other weird crap happened there. Um, so when I when they said, like, how come you want to change schools? It was like, I don't think that's environment for me. And I really wanted something new. And I wanted to, I think that your school is awesome. And, like, why wouldn't I want to be a part of the school? Because it looks fantastic. And I really am excited about being a part of the community here. So, yeah. Uh, Audrey Wood, I am going is saying, I'm going to a teacher job fair on Tuesday and I'm kind of nervous. Any tips? Audrey Wood, let me tell you how I wish, I sometimes I wish I could go back and do this stuff because I just think my ideas would win. Let's talk about Legally Blonde again because this is my favorite new reference. Legally Blonde um, was a movie with Reese Witherspoon and in that movie, she handed in a resume and if I remember correctly, it was a resume on pink rose colored paper with some kind of perfume, like Chanel was like sprayed on it or something. Now, I'm not suggesting you necessarily do that, but it's like, how do you become uncommon? How do you stand out? What questions do you have? What answers do you have? Like, I have a friend that used to uh, do a lot of those conferences, and he would ask schools or the people that were interviewing him, Randy Reva used to do this, what character would you be on Game of Thrones? That was like, like when they'd say, do you have any questions for us? Yes, I do. Um, what character would you be on Game of Thrones? And that just throws the whole conversation off, right? Or like, or you used to ask, what character would you be on Walking Dead? It just throws the conversation off and it lets you interact like two human beings. And, and maybe they don't watch Game of Thrones and then that question doesn't work. But like, uh, you could you get this opportunity to talk about something other than just school stuff and it makes you memorable to them also i think the move is getting um business cards from everyone and then as soon as you go home like immediately write out cards you can even write them out ahead of time hey so glad to meet you today like um and then just go back and put their name on there so glad to meet you today thanks for taking the time to talk with me um you know, I hope you enjoy this final season of Game of Thrones, whatever it is, put it in an envelope and mail it immediately. That is the white space that no one else does. I do this all the time for everything. And every time I send someone a card, they're like, that's really nice. I've never had a card sent to me because um, everybody sends an email and that just gets lost in the sauce. And it's really impersonal. But writing a card on a nice like go to Target, buy some nice thank you cards and then send those. I think that's a really nice way to handle those situations as well. Uh, oh, I'm not gonna be able to say your name because I'm just not good at names. Um, Srihana, uh, S R I J A N A, uh, is saying, I'm a senior in high school, so I apologize if you don't watch this show. I'm really bad at saying people's names, so I apologize. It's not you, it's me. Um, that was a total breakup moment right there. Mm -hmm. It's not you. It's me. Sorry. Um, I'm a senior in high school, and I always wanted to be a teacher, but get uh, so many people that say I'm too smart to be a teacher and that I always should be an engineer instead. I think I'm losing confidence in myself. I would say, look, 
it comes down to what do you want to do? What are, are you, what are you happy doing? Like, if you're not happy being an, like, why would you want to do a job just because it makes a lot of money if you're not happy at doing it? Now, look, teachers don't make a lot of money, but I think there's other ways to supplement your income. And if you're too smart, then you can figure out better ways to supplement your income probably than most other people. Like, you don't have to end up cutting lawns like I did or chopping down Christmas trees. Educator to educator that. They just had a conference on how teachers can supplement their income. Yeah. It was really great. So I, I just think you want to move into and do something that you're happy with and that cannot be understated. Like I forget what it's like. Like when I meet people that hate their jobs or like lament going to work or can't wait for retirement or can't they live, everybody's working for the weekend. I'm never working for the weekend. Like I like my job every single day. Um, even the days that it sucks and that it's hard, I have to remind myself that like I am like the architect Can of my I own something fortune. About this girl you're talking about? Yeah, sure. Don't let people break your ideas. Do what you want to do. It's not, it's not like they're the boss of you. You're the boss of yourself. You get to do what you want to do. Do your dreams, whatever right your dreams are. Do your dreams from birth. Never let your dreams fly away. Just always let your dreams be reality. Where did you come from? I don't know. Wisdom Town. That was Wisdom Town? <laughs> <laughs> And the show on that note. Yeah, no, that was the end of our show right there. Um, that was fantastic. He's right. I can't say it any better. Okay. And look, it's all, you're only going to know in retrospect. I just know a lot of people that are my age that hate their jobs and they hate what they're doing. And I just know that it's a damn good feeling to know that you like what you're doing every day. Uh, Rosalinda Robertson is saying, uh, oh, that reminds me, any good short story suggestions for young adults 17 to 22 years old? Um, I like all classic stuff. I like, uh, I, what are you laughing These at? These comments are really Oh, funny. yeah. Oh, bro, you're blowing up in the comment section now. Everyone's oh, saying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because I'm popular because I made this YouTube channel happen. All right, you are popular. All right, my man. So they, um, I think, I like the sniper because I think, because I tied into Fortnite. That's what I did this year. I like Most Dangerous Game because I can tie it into a hundred different things from, from, popular movies to popular you know books to popular video games um i i, I find that like you know the only it's the only reason i use the uh we have a mcdougall uh textbook in my room and that's the only thing i like in it is that it's a good selection of short stories i don't know that it's always the short story that's going to win them over that it's like, how does this idea connect to your life? How does it connect to a movie? How does this theme, have we seen it on a hundred other platforms before? Um, that's the part that makes it interesting. Every movie is boring if you don't connect to it. So like how many movies have you seen in your life that someone like, I remember growing up, remember Sling Blade? That movie sucked so bad, but people loved it, but they could connect with it, right? I remember like, um watching rain man like when i was a kid and i just thought it was the most boring crap ever when i got older and i taught kids that were autistic i was like this movie makes so much sense and i love it so much now that i just didn't before you have to create the connection piece so it's not always the story it's what's the connection piece between the story and the student that you're creating that's going to make it interesting yeah. what do you got for me there you got no when to hold oh, them yeah 
Know when to fold them. I'm going to keep singing. No problem. Know when. To... Uh, Mr. Wilson, social studies is saying, how long have you been teaching and have you taught middle school? I've been teaching. This is my 14th year. I taught for five years in Camden, New Jersey, and eight. this is my eighth year teaching in West Philadelphia. Uh, and I never taught middle school, but I teach ninth grade, which I feel like is pretty close because they come in middle schoolers pretty much. And then something magical happens after ninth grade going into 10th where like everyone's voice drops and they get a little bit more mature and they're not as, you know, like as much like squirrels. Um, so, yeah. Okay, last question. Last question for the night because uh, it's everybody. one. Well, I mean, we've been in for an hour and 20 minutes and, you know, Marley's eating cereal out of the box <laughs> she's, she's hungry, hungry. so we got feed no. dinner uh tama uh i, I apologize i'm not gonna be able to say your name um Ta tama flags all right we'll go with that uh hey reynolds question how do you teach children with zero reading habits to read a short book 100 pages in a month during class and not being tedious this is uh efl students by the way I think you can do audiobooks. I think, look, audiobooks get a bad rap. Reading's reading, right? So, like, if you're reading along with an audiobook, you're still gaining the vocabulary. You're still, um, you're, there's a, a, a there, the fluency piece is better if you're reading along with it, but you're also like, um, you're learning how to read. You're learning how to like make those inflection points and how to say things. It's like, there is a really good like part to that. Um, otherwise I think reading for short periods of time. So some days I feel it out. Some days we read for 20 minutes independently. Some days we read for 30 minutes. Some days we read for 10 minutes and I go, all right, here's what I need. 10 minutes from everyone to read. And we're going to start in a moment. And then I just need you to read for 10 minutes and then build interest in it then. All right, what did you read? What were you reading about? What was, what's going on with your main character? What was the conflict? What's the theme? What's the symbolism in this part? Um, and I think when you do that and kids see the out, like they know it's only 10 minutes, they're, they're far more likely to do it. Like if you had to do, if someone told you that if you go to the gym tonight, you got to do bench press for four sets. You have to run three miles. You have to do a hundred flutter kicks. You're just not going to want to do it. But if you had to go to the gym and do a push-up, like you're gonna do it. Or if you had to do just 10 push-ups, like we're not gonna do all that stuff. I need 10 push-ups. That's it. You can do that, right? You're building success and you're gonna you're gonna scale from there. It's like a muscle, right? So that's what you're doing, is you're building that reading muscle, you're building that consistency. Every day at this time, we read and it's only this much. That's all I need from you, right? We can all do that. Agreed, we're on the same page. Awesome, let's get after it. And I think that that's how you do it. Um there's one more. I, I feel bad for, I just, yeah, I feel, look, to be honest, it's really, it sucks when we can't get to all the questions because like we used to be able to get to all the questions. We have to, we used to have to wait for questions and now it's just difficult to not be able to get to all of them. Um, so I'm sorry if that happens, you can go on the Facebook group and ask there and that's probably the that's best, next best thing. It. Yeah. That's why we created the Facebook group. Um, Steph 108 is saying, I have a student that comes into my class argumentative. I have asked him to step out into the hallway and she refuses, continuing to yell to the point that I have to call admin. How can I de-escalate this? We good? All right. Um, so I think uh, if you, I would, that conversation has to happen before class or after class. Like 
I would sit down with admin and be like, all right, not trying to like get someone in trouble or put someone on blast, but like, how can we understand this situation? So I want to understand what you're going through. Like, here's what I'm noticing is happening in class. And maybe I'm wrong. You can tell your own side to this, but like, what's, what's going on? Like, we, we need to talk about this because once we know we can help you kind of figure that out. And that's what I would do. And if admin's not available, find a teacher that they do get along with. Maybe it's their coach. Maybe it's someone outside of school. Maybe they have a tutor. Maybe they're the science teacher really gets along with them and then say, Hey, can you sit down with me and the student, not just them by themselves, like they're fixing it, but that student gets to know that you are a community of educators that are investing in a child on your own time, right? This isn't just about the good grades. It's not just about the behavior. It's about the fact that that child's struggling with something right now. And you want to try and help them the best that you can. And even if there's not a good answer for what they're going through, right? Your intention is far more important than your advice. And that's extremely important to remember that that kid might tell you that their dad went to jail, that their mom was caught cheating on their father. And you don't have answers. We don't have answers to this stuff, but what we can do is show attention, care, and love. And then that has a far bigger impact than you can usually realize at, at those times. So that's it, gang. I'm going to leave it there. If you want those Scholastic magazines, just go on the video that I uploaded earlier today in which I'm holding a Scholastic magazine on the thumbnail. Just go in, hashtag Scholastic. That's your comment that you leave in there, and I'm on it, and I'll send you uh, – I will pick three winners on Wednesday, and then that's it. You don't have to like, subscribe, do anything else, um, and that's it. And if you're looking for speakers, I'm booking now, and I'm, I'm filling up, which is like a really weird thing for me. But if you need someone to speak to your after-school program, your school, do a PD, you know, you have a group of teacher friends that you want to put all in one room and we can hash stuff out and talk about things, shoot me an email at realrapwiththereynolds at gmail.com and I will uh, send you my rates and availability and that's how we'll get down with that. So that's it, everybody. I'll see you next week. Peace.